0: Welcome to The Intersection of Black Culture and Horticulture with your girl, Kola B. Talkin'. And guess what, y'all? We Black in the Garden. Hey. You have arrived at The Intersection of Black Culture and Horticulture with your girl, Kola talking, Talkin', hostess with the mostess of Black in the Garden. Welcome to Black in the Garden. I am your hostess with the mostest, Cola B. talking a.k.a. Fern Hugging Pterodomaniac, a.k.a. the Potty Mouth Planter. But we're going to keep it clean today because we are in the spirit of healing and wellness. And we'll get to that. But I want to welcome you to the Black in the Garden podcast. We're at the intersection of Black culture and horticulture. In case you want to check the coordinates, on your map, you're in the right place. Thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs> and if you are new, you're a soil cousin. It is like all-inclusive. It's um, it's for everybody. You know, if you're into plants, you know, the soil connects us, all that good stuff. We've been doing this thing for uh, coming up on four years now. Let's just say four years. We're already in the fourth year of doing the Black in the Garden podcast. And uh, for those of you who have been listening, you already know that because you've been writing with me this whole time. So I refer to my listeners who have been here as our OG soil cousins, okay? Triple OG, if you've been here since the beginning, okay, love that for us because that means that we are having success in some form. There have been so many indications of that, but we're not here to talk about all of that on today. I'm very excited to get into (laughs) some of the things that we're getting into today. I am super excited to be able to give a special dedication episode, uh, which I don't believe that I've ever done. We've had botanical black history before. We've talked about you know people doing amazing things in the present uh that are really amazing black people, of course, this is black in the garden it's that's the whole vibe. We've talked about so many of those types of things and and talked to so many types of people, but today it's a special dedication, all right so we're we're gonna call it. Soil Cousin Appreciation. Y'all know I like names for stuff. Like, I'm really weird about that. Or just, I don't know, particular. But just stick with me. You know? So we're going to have our Soil Cousin Appreciation episode. uh special dedication to a very special Soil Cousin who is a lover of ferns. All right? So we're going to get into some fern facts. And we are... Kicking off our anniversary celebration for the fourth year of the Black in the Garden podcast. Hey, I love that so much. There have been some times when I would be lying if I said I wasn't sure I would make it this far. I would be lying because that would indicate that I didn't believe in myself and I never stopped believing in myself and I never stopped believing in the plants and their ability to do all the things that they done did and... Uh, how it affects this whole, or not affects, impacts and and um, fuels the flame of um, passion and desire for just continuing to uh, host the Black in the Garden podcast, which there's so much to talk about when it comes to Black culture. And there's so much to talk about when it comes to horticulture, agriculture, plants and things in general, that it's not like we ever going to run out of stuff to talk about. So We might as well keep going. So that was never an issue. All right. But if you have been listening for, I don't know, a few weeks, few months, few years, I'd love to know what that has been like for you. I would love to just know how long you've been listening. Y'all know I love feedback. Y'all know I love to hear from y'all. So that's why we have a text number, which is 833-819-3926. Did you write that down? Is it already in your phone? Shout out to you if it's already in your phone. Because if it's already in your phone, you know what to do. You done saved it as Cola B talking or Black in the Garden. Whatever you need to do, I suggest saving it as Black in the Garden. Because like I say this all the time. Y'all know who y'all are who, who be going through people's phones or having people go through your phone. And sometimes they be finding names and stuff that they might deem to be suspicious and I just don't want no parts in that. So make sure you save this number. (laughs) Is it because I watch too much TV? Whatever. Make sure you save this number 833-819-3926, okay? And um, I'm gonna give you some special instructions on another uh, prompt that I would love to hear from y'all about in uh, just a few minutes, okay? So, hold up. Okay, boom. Just making sure that I'm on track here. I like to keep some notes so I don't be rambling. I don't want to do that. I feel like we deserve better than that. Let us get to the points. Let us talk about the things that we're here to talk about. So, I hope that y'all are feeling good, enjoying the fall. It's getting brisk out here, depending on which part of the world that you're in. Maybe more brisk than some other places, Depending on where you at, it might not be brisk at all. And I wish I was there with you, child, because <laughs> it's about time to turn the AC off by now, you know. But we're going to get into a little bit of housekeeping, all right, before we get into the Soil Cousin appreciation and uh, some very fun fern facts. So... We're going back to our weekly schedule. We're going back to that cadence of coming out with weekly episodes, which, because like I said, we got so much to talk about. So I just want y'all to be aware of that. That's, that's, mm, how do I say this? I just like it. You know, I like it for us. All right. For you and for me, because the more often I am sharing the more I can share, you know. Uh, we just had to take care of some things on the administrative side of stuff, and and obviously for those of y'all who have been keeping up, you know that I recently was a speaker at TEDx Jacksonville. I also just short, not even two weeks after that, uh, flew up to Ithaca, New York, to speak at Cornell University and plant a tree there. So that was amazing. What an incredible experience. What an honor to have been able to do those types of things that were specifically made possible because of just starting the Black in the Garden podcast. We'll talk more about that as we get into more of the celebratory uh, discussions about the significance of the fourth anniversary of the Black in the Garden podcast podcast, but we're back to weekly y'all. And um, just a quick little reminder, uh, Daylight Savings is coming up. If you're listening in real time, like within 24 to 48 hours of this podcast episode coming out, then uh, go ahead and make sure that you take note to change your clocks. Do y'all even have analog clocks like that no more? You know, because I I can't really say that I do. And the one that I do have, it's digital, but it's like, you know, you got to plug it in. And I recently had a birthday. I'm 40. Like, who cares? I I don't know why I was acting weird about it for a hot minute, but I just turned 40. Shout out to that. Shout out to me. And um, for that reason, I can certainly remember when analog clocks were the only thing that we had howsoever that's not that's not what's real for us now i just have like the phone and the and the devices and the and the things that are connected to the internet and because of that connection it updates for you but outside of you know concerning ourselves with what them clocks do i just want you to have that awareness that time is going to change um where we're going to, are we losing an hour? It's spring forward and fall back. Okay. So in the fall, that means that we turn the clock back. So I'm confusing myself. I just know it gets dark earlier. Okay. We have less light. The plants are mad about it. The house plants that is that, you know, are getting prepared for, you know, going dormant and all that stuff. And some of them will make it through this season and some won't. RIP in advance, child, I guess. But (laughs) if you're planting things for the fall, if you're a new gardener and you're still trying to figure out how all this stuff works, you have my encouragement. Keep going and uh, determine what works best for you to plant At this season, during this season, by uh, reaching out to your Cooperative Extension Program, which is somewhere near. It's not too far away. They're supposed to be in like every county, if I'm not mistaken. Shout out to George Washington Carver for being uh, an innovator in the way that he was. And uh, has been recognized on this podcast as uh, a forefather to the Cooperative Extension program um you know we can go back to those episodes that's season one okay that's 101 but in those episodes we talked about them at least twice myself and my resident botanist Derek, the chocolate botanist had a great conversation about george washington carver and uh what he had did for cooperative extensions as we know them today all right so let's get on into the things. Wait, let me make sure I didn't miss a step. Next week, we will be announcing some fun plans for our fourth anniversary celebration. Okay, so just be ready for that because we're, we're, we're back on a weekly basis. And we will have a special anniversary episode to come. But um, we'll get there, you know, just one thing at a time. I try not to get too overwhelmed by thinking about all the things that I either know about or don't even know about that are coming up. I'm very much like loving to think ahead to the future and consider all the possibilities of, of what could be and, you know, what what could grow, what could sprout, I don't know, what could even die. But there's nothing like plants to help you stay present especially if you incorporate them into your meditation. So I just said that just so I can slow myself down a little bit and ground myself and be fully present with you in this episode because um, our Soil Cousin of Honor certainly does deserve that today. And before we get into it too much, I just want to take a moment to express gratitude for each and every one of y'all. Your support, your stories, and your passion for plants have made this podcast what it is today. Four years deep, y'all. Four years. So today I thought that it was only right to highlight someone who is embodying of the spirit of our community, and that is our soil cousin, Davida, who some of you may know online as at Condo Plant Mama. okay. Uh, this is the part where I just try not to cry, but you know, bear with me. <laughs> Cause this is very meaningful to me. Uh currently, Davita is uh today, in fact, the day that I'm recording this, Davita is undergoing a very um, very significant operation. And that has everything to do with the fact that she uh, has been diagnosed with breast cancer. And so you may have remembered, we we talked a bit about breast cancer in a previous season with um, the Ananda Lewis. Uh, And she shared a bit about her journey with breast cancer. Uh, Obviously, Davida is not able to be here with us on today to take part in this conversation which is why this is a tribute a dedication to her spirit you know um i want y'all to use that message that i shared not message i'm sorry that text number that i shared we go run it back 833-819-3926 okay and send encouraging words for davida and i will faithfully pass them along to her So, you know, just in the spirit of I know many of us have knowledge and experience, uh, whether it be personally or with a loved one who has any experience with cancer. And you know that um, support goes a long way. Encouraging words, anything that you can do to be positive and encouraging would be fantastic. So the number is in the episode notes. But I, I encourage you to text me some encouraging words for Davida. I want y'all to blow that number up. Send me some encouraging words for DaVita so that I can pass them along to her. I will pass those text messages along to DaVita and uh, make sure that she feels as celebrated and loved and um, seen as she deserves to feel. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about why uh, in just a moment. But it's worth noting as we're about to actually, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. So let me run that back. Not the sound effects. It's just this just me talking to you today. Like this just is straight from the heart. So thank you for the encouraging words that you're going to pass along to Davida. All right, Um, she is one of. (laughs) No, I just rewinded. (laughs) Please bear with me, because I told y'all I didn't want to cry. So sometimes you, this is literally a time where I have to laugh to keep from crying because I, I, I want to be positive. I don't want to get all overly emotional, but I am very honored to share. A bit with y'all today about Davita. Um, because she is such an incredible individual and truly one of the most supportive listeners, soil cousins that uh that I know. Some of y'all might be out there quietly secretly supporting. So I don't know what y'all doing. But as far as Davita, she is loud and proud about her love and support of the Black in the Garden podcast. And um I'm just so glad to know that she can always find solace and inspiration in this community that she is such an active part of and also in her plants. She is a huge lover of ferns, okay? And um, I just know that her journey will definitely be a testament to the healing power of nature and the resilience. I feel like we say that on every episode, the resilience of... um, of her spirit, you know. So, plants can be therapeutic. You know what I mean. If you know, you know, and I hope you know. But let me tell you a little bit about Davita. She is also a demaniac Do you terio? Wait, am I saying it right? demaniac I'm trying. <laughs> I know words. <laughs> We're gonna get into that. I'm trying to build a little bit of suspense around that word actually i lied it's it's someone who loves ferns okay but we're still going to talk a lot more about that and davida is from the dmv area um she is a community builder i feel a lot of kinship with her as a fellow community builder because she's not just a part of the soil cousin community but she also is building community in her actual physical community as well as um, online as the founder of CPMG, Condo Plant Mama Group. Okay, that is where she um, she does all this incredible crafting. She is a host of the Coffee Talk series that she uh, does live very regularly and weekly on Instagram, usually on the weekends, usually maybe a little bit earlier than when I get up. But I'd be trying, though. I've been on there a few times. And I've just learned so much from the people from all walks of life who she's connected with. And she's cultivated some brilliant conversations with folks from around the world for a few years now. And um, she's also a fundraiser. She has been very instrumental. And when I say instrumental, I mean she's been... She's put in a lot of heavy lifting in organizing some of the fundraising initiatives that have made it possible for many uh, Black entrepreneurs, plantrepreneurs rather, you know, that's my jam around here. She has uh, taken it upon herself, taken her time, her effort, her energy to, to give back, Uh, using this incredible skill set that she has, which is organizing and crafting and has uh, raised several thousands of dollars for um, so many of us, myself included, Um, and not just a fundraiser. uh, She is also a wife you know she had got married not too long ago she says she retired but I say she's fake retired because she is always doing all the things but uh that is a testament to the passion that truly is evident that burns in her heart to be oh try not to cry again to be a supporter of the people in her community. I told y'all I had to laugh to keep from crying because I want y'all to hear me. (laughs) But um, just, you know, curating some brilliant conversations and they're heartfelt conversations. Like you listen to her, you can't help but feel it. You know, she's so passionate about all the things that she talks about with the people who she talks to. I'm honored and always pleased to have been in conversation with her because they're always just so good. They're so... Um, thorough and, um, you know, encompassing. So it is really, it's really getting me in my feels to know that she is experiencing what she's experiencing. So that's why I'm like, hey, my intention here today is to lift her spirits. So when she hears this episode that's dedicated fully to her, um, that once she's recovered, she may join me on the show to uh, share some of her expertise with us, especially when it comes to fern care. Um, she's always sharing. That's another thing about Davida. She's always sharing information and, and wisdom and especially encouragement. If you need somebody to encourage you, that's your girl. She will make sure that your ass gets encouraged, Okay. <laughs> and there goes that potty mouth. But wow, uh what an incredible individual, a, a fern hugger like myself. That's actually um one of the ways that we got connected. There's many ways, but that's one of the things, you know, when you find something in common with somebody, then um it's like, ooh, yay, we're we're connecting, you know. And so it's um, it's worth noting that ferns are part of our current branding. As in, when you look at like the cover episode, not the episode, the cover art, that beautiful blue background with the illustration of myself, I'm holding a fern. A fern is a part of our current branding. So it's like, why haven't we talked about ferns yet? So we're going to get into some fun facts about ferns. Because I know that, if I'm not mistaken, I mean the evidence always has pointed to the fact that ferns are Davita's favorite plants. Okay, and so uh, that's why we're gonna really get into some fun facts about ferns. About 10 ish. Eh, we'll get there, but uh, yeah the the current uh, the current podcast art is. Uh, What is the word I'm looking for? I do know the words. It is very prominently displaying myself literally hugging a fern. So when I say I'm a fern hugger, like that is a real thing. That illustration is um, sourced from a real photo of me hugging a fern. Okay. And I want to give a big shout out to Paula Champagne for uh, illustrating that for me. Okay. Okay. But yeah, that's one of my ways of connecting with Davita is uh the the incredible power of ferns. They're really interesting. Really interesting, okay? But um let's why without further ado, why don't we just get into it, okay? I know that this episode is absolutely condo plant mama approved. Because we're to talk about fun facts about ferns. And I just want to make this disclaimer. This is not about how to take care of your ferns. Once Davida gets herself together and gets all recovered well enough to where she can sit up and, 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 and talk with us, then she'll be able to come in and share some of her expertise with Fern Care. But I would feel like a hypocrite by telling you how to take care of ferns properly because that's just not been proven to be my ministry, okay? Um, when people say they got skeletons in their closet, for me, those skeletons are ferns, okay? Um, but for now, we're just going to get into about, you know, 10 or so fun facts about ferns. And some of them literally made me holler. So let's, let's just uh, start with something simple. How long they've even been on the planet, which is longer than the dinosaurs, okay? Ferns are literally not all the ferns that are alive today, obviously, but the species of plant is older than dinosaurs. It's giving Jurassic, okay? And so that's one. I'm not gonna keep counting. I'm probably stop around four, but you can count for yourself if you want. The biggest fern that has been recorded is the cyathia australis maybe i'm saying it right maybe you're saying it right who's gonna argue with me i got the mic but that particular tree it is a uh it's the tallest fern in the world and it is that makes it a tree fern wait no let me let me say that again the cyathia australis is the tallest fern in the world, which is a tree fern, okay? And it grows to a height of about 20 meters, if you're, you know, into the metric system, or 65 feet and six inches, if you are (laughs) an American (laughs) like me. I don't know the metric system, I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) Math is not my strong suit. I told y'all, I know words. But this tree fern has fronds that are up to uh, three meters or nine feet and nine inches long. And that fact is brought to you by the Guinness World Record website. Now, another quick fun fact is terido. Now, notice that I have been saying pterodomaniac, you know, like pterodactyls. It's spelled like P-T-E. Don't get me started lying about the rest of it. But... Tirito is spelled P-T-E-R-I-D-O, and that prefix is the Latin word for ferns. So uh, if you're keeping up context clues. So when we say mania, that is, let me not get ahead of myself. When I refer to myself or Davida as a pterodomaniac, context clues, that means we really like ferns a lot. Another unrelated but related fun fact is that although I like ferns a lot, in my experience with them, I think that it is best for me to admire them from afar which means I don't think I need to bring any more into uh, my place of residence because um, it, it historically has not always ended well for them. Um, if a plant, I mean, a plant, if a fern came into my home um, and a few months later, it was, I was trying to make a joke. Basically, <laughs> If a if a came into my home, um it wouldn't be a guarantee that it would leave alive, all right? It would very likely uh end up, you know, on that compost bin because that's just the way it's, you know, that's my history, that's my confession, okay? Usher did what he did and 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 this is my confession, okay? But harmless though. At least nobody got pregnant. <laughs> but I didn't see that coming, but hey, here we are. So, Tirito is Latin for ferns, and Pterodomania, now we're getting into a fun fern history fact. Pterodomani- Domania. I'm trying y'all, I'm, just bear with me, thank you so much. Pterodomania was the huge love affair for ferns and all things fern-like in Britain during the Victorian era, era, which was the heyday of the amateur naturalist, by the way, okay? I think that, okay, cool, if, if the Victorian era was the heyday of the amateur naturalist uh, back in the 19th century, between 1840s and 1850s, mm mm-hmm. uh, and this is according to uh, historicuk.com, um, if if that was the heyday of the amateur naturalist, I would say that the heyday is back again. Um, and that has everything to do with Plantstagram and how many people that I see engaging in, um, you know, all all things natural and, and outdoorsy and, and plant related in so many ways. Um, we're just getting so creative with it. You know, everybody's so creative is what... <laughs> This is what the girls are saying these days but uh according to historic UK um that huge love affair in Britain during that during the Victorian era was um it lasted for about 50 years was when the terri teridoma- was a thing and um that term was coined in 1855 It was generally considered a British eccentricity. But why should they get to have all the fun? Like I said, let's bring back Terradomania, okay? And I'm going to tell you why, okay? And that's just continuing with more of the lore and the history of um, of ferns, which is, um, I need you to understand how this was a madness, okay? Like, it was not a joke. It was not a game. Fern madness invaded all aspects of Victorian life. I know this is a real Black show, but we talking a little bit about Europeans just because the Europeans be having some interesting, quirky type of ways. And this is fun facts about ferns. So, you know, let's rock with it. But there were so many ways that they were just doing the most with ferns and uh, fern motifs were everywhere. They were in people's homes, in their gardens, definitely in their art and in their literature. I know they was out there writing poems and sonnets and and um. I couldn't think. I had that right on the tip of my tongue. Not sonnet, not poem. Haikus. That's what it was. I, it wasn't going to let me go until I said it. They was out there writing sonnets and poems and Fern haikus and stuff like that. It was in the literature, the art, all of that stuff. The The images were on tea sets, rugs, chamber pots. Don't ask me what a chamber pot is. Is that what they use for their toilet? Because, you know, they didn't have like, they didn't have uh, toilets. You know, like plumbing as we know it today. I don't know. But ferns were on garden benches rugs and they even had them baked on you know they had like the little cookie molds and they were baked into uh, custard cream biscuits which sounds really delicious by the way I'm a huge fan of um, all things made of flour sugar and butter like if that's the three main ingredients give me a piece save me some I want some of that especially if it's fresh out of the oven but a fern cookie I'm into it, I'm very much into it. And speaking of fern cookies, another fun fact is that there are some edible versions of, yes, edible versions of ferns. Um, Specifically, the part would be called the fiddlehead. Edible fiddleheads were the young curled fronds of some fern species. And um, not all of them, not all species are edible. So disclaimer, just like the Black Forager says, you know, happy foraging. Please don't die. Don't go around getting fiddleheads and telling them I told you to eat them. Tell whoever or dying or whatever. Like I'm I'm just saying all that to say I I can't be held liable. But um, (laughs) some of the edible fiddleheads are considered a delicacy in some culinary traditions. All right. But make sure that, you know, if if you're going to get into all of that, that you are being very careful about making sure you know which ones are toxic and which ones are not. Okay, shout out to Britney Spears. That's the older millennials know what I'm talking about. So back to the the mania, the domania of it all. The girls are into it. Um, the girls were really getting into some capers around ferns um, and using terridomania as a curv- covert way to express sexual desire. Now, I was just browsing around on thevintagenews.com and this this is the part that made me holler. Okay, let me tell y'all. So in the repressed... Victorian era repressed as in, you know, they kept them panties on real tight and pulled up high to above the navel, you know, and there was, there was not all of this, um, extra mm, canoodling and, and, and doing too much sexy stuff, you know, it was very much, let's be buttoned up and let's be very, uh, puritanical and things. So in that repressed era, um, which it was really, it was a lot of misogyny going on because when, when I think of the word repressed, I always think of, um, it primarily being women who, uh, dealt with most of the brunt of that type of culture. So, um, they knew that and they knew that there was a covert way for them to express their sexual desire. So, uh, what they used to do, according to the vintage news.com, was they would engage in fern hunting parties. Um, they, those parties became popular and they allowed young women to get outside in a seemingly innocuous pursuit with, get this, less rigid oversight and chaperoning. So that meant that unlike the parlors and the drawing rooms that they were used to, they could basically get out in the woods and be like, oh, we're just going to go hunt for ferns. And, you know, we're just out here being terry-domaniacs. But using that as an excuse to get out into the woods so that they might could um, have a little sneaky link, okay, and have the occasional romantic meetup with a similarly, similarly, fern impassioned beau because you know back then it was not boo it was beau b-e-a-u so yeah the girls was out there <laughs> could you imagine it and those of us who um who have young teens and and up and coming um young people who are taken care of in our life if they tell you that they go to look for ferns you you might need to go and follow them or something like that because they're not looking for ferns. You know what I'm saying? Just keep an eye out on that in case that's something that that is of concern to you. But um, the maiden hair fern had a this is another fact. I I wasn't necessarily, I told you I was gonna stop counting. I got to like two, so we're getting into another interesting fact um, that the maiden hair fern. Uh, with its appearance being um, moist and and fringed and, you know, kind of hairy looking, was a euphemism for pubic hair. Why am I whispering? Pubic hair. Pubic hair. Uh, the maidenhair fern, <laughs> according to James A. Duke's Handbook of Medicinal Plants of Latin America was a euphemism for pubes and the name in English is um according to Duke in a doubtless I'm sorry let me let me run that back the name in English is doubtless a salacious extension those were his words y'all know I don't talk like that but yeah the um basically the symbolism of it all with ferns being moist and fringed and shady, you know, like moist, shady, and being associated. So for that reason, being associated with females nether regions, okay, and a name such as the maidenhair fern was somewhat explicitly addressing that fact. And um, this was noted that in the, the the vintage news.com that this information was um somewhat widely known at that time so people be getting up to some interesting things when uh, when repression is on the menu all right so i'm um, I'm glad that that's not so much the case um you know i'm just thinking of like WAF w-a-f wet ass ferns Delete that. Just, you didn't hear that. That wasn't my best. So let's get into another fun fact. Now, this one, I felt very seen, okay? They say in the 1830s that ferns were marketed as plants that appealed only to intelligent people. You see why I feel seen by that. Um, It was a marketing thing. It's not that ferns are specifically, um, attractive to intelligent people, but that's one of those rumors that I'm like, I'm okay with starting that. That's fine. You could say you heard it here first. Ferns are for smart people. Okay. If you don't have a fern, it's like, mm, um, mm. IQ points, you might be missing a few, but no, that's just when I said fun fact, I want to be very clear. Ferns are not specifically appealing to intelligent people. That's not what the fact is. The fact that was fun is that ferns were marketed in the 1830s as plants that appealed only to intelligent people. All right. So another thing about ferns is that they are independent and they don't need no pollinators. <laughs> so ferns do not produce flowers or seeds. And they don't rely on pollinators. They they could do reproduction all by themselves. All right. They don't need pollinators, they don't need no butterflies, no beads in order to reproduce because they disperse their spores through the wind. Some of y'all already knew that. Some of y'all already knew some of these things, but I feel like at least one of these things somebody didn't know. You got my mess, my number, so send me a message and let me know if if any of these. Facts, details, or tales was particularly interesting to you. But so when they're dispersing the spores through the wind, this sounds kind of romantic, but when they were dispersing their spores through the wind, these tiny dust-like spores come from structures that are called sporangia. I might be saying that wrong, but what's really wrong? Sporangia? Sporangia? S-P-O-R-A-N-G-I-A. You you say it how you say it. We're we're not here to be the pronunciation police. But this sporangia, see how I said it different that time? Because it's like, let's just, to me, I just rather mix it up. But the sporangia, sporangia is specifically on the undersides of the Fern fronds. I paused right then because when when my mind thinks of fronds, it naturally thinks of palm. So I have to like stop myself from saying palm fronds and say, I'll say it one more time. Ferns release tiny dust-like spores from structures called sporangia on the undersides of their fronds. Okay, now you know. And... That's all the facts that I got, actually. I thought I had more than that, but was that 10, 10 10-ish? I don't know, but I know that Davida is going to enjoy this episode. (laughs) Davida, my dear, I hope that you are um, in great spirits and even higher spirits as you hear this episode. Soil Cousins, I hope that you have been delighted by... um, this tribute and, um, all the information that I was able to share with you today. These fun facts about ferns, uh, just in, in the dedication to and, um, appreciation of our, um, enthusiastic soil cousin who, um, just needs, you know, a little love right now so that, um, That energy can help her carry on through recovery. Check the episode notes for pertinent details and ways that you can support the podcast. That text number, once again, you should have memorized it by now. It is, close your eyes and say it with me, 833-819-3926. I'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Now, if you've texted me in the past and I didn't text you back real fast or um maybe I I didn't get to text you back, charge that to my head and not my heart because I want to make sure that everybody uh, hears back from me um, in the most timely way as possible. So, you know, it's going to be getting dark earlier. So I don't know. I'll be checking my texts and making sure that I holler at y'all. But I'm very much looking forward to uh, seeing the words of encouragement that y'all will be Sharing for our soil cousin who is currently um, doing what she needs so that she can uh, stay on the path to recovery and dealing with cancer in general, breast cancer to be specific. We know last month was Breast Cancer Awareness Month and um, we, we definitely see and acknowledge those of our soil cousins who know what the struggle can be like to deal with it. So yes, I laughed a lot. Yes, I kept it light and fun to the best of my ability. Literally was laughing to keep from crying because what a time, what a time this is. Outside of just the thought of anybody dealing with an illness The events that are currently taking place in the world are worth pausing over. So what I would encourage you to do as well, especially those who are regularly engaging with plants in nature, I encourage you to um, make it your meditation. I encourage you to just pause because like you can't keep up with all the news. Now you can't know every little thing that's going on every few minutes. Um, Probably best that you don't know. But I don't want to sound contradictory when I say be informed. I say be informed as in versus rather stay informed. So if you are being informed, then that means you are actively searching for information when you have the ability and the bandwidth to receive information. But staying informed, as in doom scrolling and never ever turning off the news, which as we know by now, the news never goes off. Okay, there was a time when TV used to cut off, but I'm not old enough to remember all of that. But I'm just saying all that to say that um, being informed is important. The things that are currently happening in the world are things that, whether you believe it or not, you have the ability to influence in some kind of way. It it could be very tiny. It could be bigger than you might imagine. Um, But the first step is to be informed. So be informed, get informed and call who needs to be called, email who needs to be emailed, donate and contribute wherever and whenever you can. That does not just have to be money. Volunteerism is a very um, valid and important contribution that you can make of yourself. It is such a great equalizer because uh, it does not require things. It is just a matter of time. So if you have time to donate to an organization that is doing good in the world, whether it be related to current crises that are happening in the world or not, make a positive difference. Find your local community garden. Don't throw the food scraps out, okay? Find a community compost source, something. I'm just throwing things out because I know that this is what Devita will want me to tell you this episode of Soil Cousin Appreciation is dedicated to her. And um, on that note, I want to wish you all love, light, and soil. Can't wait to talk to you again next week. And cannot wait to celebrate the fourth anniversary of the Black in the Garden podcast with you on November 19th. Until then, later.